Welcome to the Salvatry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Today we have a six-game NBA slate on Sunday, February 9th. It's around 6 a.m. right now, East Coast time, and I'm going to break this slate down as we always do through the injury news, take a look at the target offense sheet, some of the Vegas totals, pace, things like that, and then some early interest on where I'm at right now. Interesting six-game slate because it's probably one of the last days that the trade deadline is going to impact these slates, maybe a little bit tomorrow, but you have a lot of players that are questionable having to clear physicals. A lot of players in the Miami deal for Andre Godawa uh, involving Justice Winslow. There's a good amount of players in that Philadelphia deal from Golden State with Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson that we're waiting on seeing if they're going to clear physicals. Some of them are currently tentatively ruled out. But they say that if they just pass the physical today or they get in there and they have enough time, that they'll be good to go. So it's kind of a wait and see game for I have on here like 25 player status changes. A quarter of those, a fifth of those are going to be related to trades. And we're just waiting on physical news, which we should definitely have before the games kick off. So with that all said, welcome. If you are indeed new here, my name is Sal Vetri, and I do cover daily fantasy sports in a variety of different sports, including what you're here for right now, the NBA. I will mention that the XFL, at least personally, I, I enjoyed it a lot yesterday. I thought the pace of play was very nice. I thought the games were competitive for the most part, and I thought it was fun to watch, and when you throw in the fact that the daily fantasy aspect, it's fun. There's a $50,000 to first XFL contest today for the two-game slate. Be sure to check it out. I still have my tiers up. That will be definitely uh, relative for the two-game slate as well, if you want to take from that. Um, A ton of people signed up for Patreon yesterday. I think we had somewhere around 60, 70 people signing up for Patreon yesterday, mainly because of the XFL content from the live stream, I imagine. So thank you for all the new patrons that are there. Uh, Be sure to interact in the Discord one, uh, but two, also let me know, give me any feedback that you have on the product for the XFL, the NBA. Happy to have all the new people here. Be sure to join the team as well if you are indeed interested. Even if you don't want to play XFL, um, I urge you to try it out. It was was really fun yesterday alone, just two games in. Very uh, exciting, kind of different field in the NFL, but still the same excitement. But If you like the NBA projections, player pools updated up until lock, all that type of stuff over on Patreon linked up down below. You can check it out. Hit the subscribe button before we keep going. Thank you all so much. We crushed through 19,000 subscribers. And now the big goal. The big goal is 20,000. So for the 47% of you that watch these videos over the past 28 days and have not yet hit that subscribe button, if we can get a big push these next few days slash weeks, especially starting today by hitting that subscribe button on the YouTube channel, hit it on the podcast version, and we're getting very close to 20,000 subscribers. Just feels like a nice wholesome number. So thank you so much. I do appreciate that. Hit the subscribe button like we said, the like button if you'd like, comment down below. I want to know down below, we'll do a little initiative to get some more subscribers here. You must be a subscriber with the notification bell turned on. $20 giveaway we'll do here via PayPal Venmo. Who is your favorite play on tonight's slate in the 6 and or 7K range? So between 6 and 7K in those price ranges, who is your favorite play? You can go all the way up to 7900 all the way down to $6,000 flat. So let me know down below, $20 giveaway for anybody, one person who is subscribed, random giveaway with the notification bell turned on. Starting with the injury news today that we have, Atlanta, um, we're going to start there. Cam Reddish is doubtful with a concussion, and Clint Capella, the acquired from Houston, is still going to miss with a heel injury. Those are the two main injury news in terms of players that likely aren't already ruled out or doubtful to play, but DeAndre Bemery and DeAndre Hunter also questionable for this team. Bemery with a hand injury, Hunter with an ankle, and Trey Young at 10-4 today against New York is questionable with an ankle as well. 
So lots of news to watch here because Cam Reddish already being rolled out is going to help Kevin Hoarder's minutes. It's going to help Jeff Teague's minutes. The fact that Clint Capella is out, it's going to continue to give John Collins minutes at the five. Bruno Fernando should be back as well and play again. And Damian Jones has split those five minutes. DeAndre Bemery questionable. Hunter, Trey Young. These are a lot of minutes to go around for Jeff Teague, for Kevin Hoarder, for players Brandon Goodwin off the bench. So keep a close eye on that news. In Chicago today, Denzel Valentine is doubtful with a hamstring. I have him out in the projections. Daniel Gafford, Zach Levine, the only two injury news. Levine, no reason given. Um, I didn't really look too deeply, though, at least on Fantasy Labs as a source. They didn't have a reason given. Uh, But then Daniel Gafford is questionable with an ankle. I'm projecting both Gafford and Levine in. It's a tough matchup against Philly. We'll see what happens with the Al Horford and Joel Embiid injury news. It can make it a lot easier of a matchup for drive rates and obviously guys like Gafford closer to the rim hanging around there. So keep an eye on that stuff. I do think Levine is an interesting play today. Not a priority play compared to some of the other plays, but the price point is dropping on him for a guy who still has high usage. Houston's only injury today is going to be questionable with a leg injury, Eric Gordon. Um, Obviously, Russ and Harden have been resting as of late due to some injuries, but as of right now, I have them both in in the projections. There is nothing on the injury report for both of them. With Eric Gordon being out, you probably see some more run for just Ben McLemore and or Daniel House. For the Clippers today, they're on a back-to-back. So there's been no official news yet, but Kawhi Leonard has not yet played both days of the back-to-back. He played yesterday. I have him doubtful. I have him out in the projections for rest today. That significantly helps uh, Paul George, who becomes a 1.6 fantasy point-per-minute producer. Um, You have Lou Williams, who becomes a 1.3-plus fantasy point-per-minute producer. You get Montrezl Harrell as a 1.2-plus fantasy point-per-minute producer. The big three, if you will, post-Sans Kawhi Leonard when he doesn't play, all look really good today. And also, Pat Beverly, who missed last night's game, is questionable tonight with a groin injury. I have him currently out in the projections until we hear otherwise. Usually on back-to-backs, you don't test these injuries out, especially anything in the groin, hamstring, or lower body. For Miami, you have Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler already ruled out today. This is going to be big bumps for Goran Dragic, big bumps for Kendrick Nunn, as well as guys like Derek Jones Jr. and Duncan Robinson. All four of those players become very interesting because of this injury news. You can see how I rank them sort of in the tiers or in the um, projections and player pool over on Patreon. Also, the other injury news, it's more status news. This is where some of the trades come into play. Solomon Hill, Jay Crowder, Andre Godawa, all questionable due to trade impacts today. I projected them all in. Um, it seems like there's a very likely chance that they all play. They'll all, they are all available to play, it says, but it is yet to be seen if they will play. So pretty much all it says is they're kind of waiting to see how the coach is going to handle them. So since they all are available to play, it means that they probably cleared the physicals. I have them all in right now. Getting over to Philadelphia, two players questionable because of trade, Glenn Robinson III and Alec Burks. They are officially tentatively ruled out, but again, it's just pending a physical. Um, I currently have them out in the projections, just waiting on more there. Al Horford and Joel Embiid are questionable. Horford with an Achilles, Joel Embiid with a neck. Horford's Achilles injury seems a little bit maybe more serious just because it's lower body, but there were some positive things said about it uh, yesterday from the coach. That being said, I have both Al Horford and Joel Embiid both projected in. Um, again, if that changes, obviously just check back to my projections later to see how that impacts the sleep. But Joel Embiid at $8,200 against Chicago today, that doesn't have Laurie Markin and still, that has a banged up Daniel Gafford, that doesn't have uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, am I missing something? Obviously, the, the injured neck that he has right now is sustaining some sort of whiplash. Uh, it could be an issue if he doesn't play, of course. But if he does play, project him for around 30 minutes. He's 8,200. Yes, his team has been terrible. Yes, he's standing out by the three-point line a lot and not in the paint for some odd reason. Um, but it's still $8,200 Joel Embiid and, and as good of a matchup as it gets. 
and has a 31 plus percent usage rate. For Portland, Anthony Simons is doubtful with a concussion. The Sierra Little is already pulled out with an ankle. Just some secondary unit type stuff. With Simons out, you might still see Gary Trent still sustain some high minutes, but that's more of a correlation with Trevor Ariza's minutes. Uh, maybe some more Mario Hazonia, things like that. Thomas Bryant for Washington is out with a foot, re aggravated an injury there for Memphis. So, Jan Mahimni, uh, Rui Hachamaria, Mo Wagner, who is now back. All those guys down low at the four and the five should get more run. And then Jerome Robinson, who was acquired in a trade as well, I believe from the Clippers, if I'm not mistaken, he is questionable today um, just because of the trade, trying to clear that. So that is 24 pieces of player news. I believe six of those or so, so about a quarter of them are related to trades. So keep an eye on all that. I'll have all the projections updated as the day goes on. Uh, quickly looking at the target offense sheet for the six game slate. Uh, I think two of these totals were announced, so I had to project those two totals myself. But you're seeing some nice spots. Washington versus Memphis, as always, Washington um, is going to have a huge bet against them because they score a lot. They're top five in points uh, per possession on offense, and they're dead last on defense. So when you have a, a team in, in Memphis that comes in and they play very fast, they play, they get out and run an entry in transition. It's going to make both these teams look really good. So the highest total on the slate is 240 and a half, where Memphis is one and a half point favorites, uh, 121 team total, Washington 119 and a half. Yes, this is a spot that you want to target both sides. I'm very curious to see what happens with the Washington bigs. Again, no Thomas Bryant. You've had Mo Wagner's minutes slowly increasing. You've had Rui Hachimari's minutes slowly increasing. Davis Bertans has been pretty stable around 30, playing more at the three as of late, where he shoots from the three point line 75% of the time. So he's not as much really a traditional big, nowhere near that. Um, so you're going to probably see a lot of Rui. Maybe Mo Wagner at a cheap price point is going to be worth it, especially if you see a surprise start over Jan Mahimni. Um, so yeah, I think the bigs look interesting today, depending on how the starting lineup looks. I think Bradley Beal is perhaps my favorite payup option on the slate. As of right now, I think I have him as my favorite payup option on the slate. If we're talking the 9,000 and above range right now, 9,500 and above on the Memphis side, it's hard for me not to get a lot of these guys early in the morning. The pace up spot is great. The defensive matchup is great. They play at a fast pace. Um, they're projected to score well more than their team uh, average so far this season when you're being a leading point, a team total on the slate. Everything looks good here. I have Joe Ballin for 28 minutes. He looks fine. He's probably one of the more least appealing options, even though he looks great. Jaron Jackson Jr. I have him at 30 at the four, so I'm back up five minutes. He looks absolutely fine. He's a yes right now for me in my interest pool. Um, John Morant, I have him for th- just 30 minutes, and he grades out for somewhere around 34 fantasy points. He obviously looks fantastic at a relatively cheap price point. Um, we can keep going. D'Anthony Melton, whose minutes are increasing off the bench. Um, a 1.1 fantasy point per minute guy playing, playing 20 plus minutes as of late. I have him at 22. I'm not shocked if he plays 24. He looks fine as value. A little bit shakier value with the minutes issues, but uh, Dylan Brooks, I have him right now at 30 minutes. He looks fantastic for somewhere around 27 fantasy points as a median projection. This game right now is something I'm getting a lot of on a six-game slate. I imagine that a lot of other people will as well, um, but I'm going to try and prioritize and weed through this as the day goes on. Uh, there are going to be a lot of these guys in my early interest that you will see. The next highest total on the slate is Cleveland versus the Clippers, a 120.5 total for the Clippers without likely Kawhi today. Eight-point favorites over Cleveland today. That has Andre Iguodala playing in his first game, 112.5 team implied total for Cleveland. So here's a very interesting piece of just news. Andre Godawa, or not Andre Godawa, he might be playing today for Memphis, but um, Andre Drummond is starting today uh, for Cleveland, or maybe not starting, but he's playing today for Cleveland. It's yet to be seen how this is going to go with him and Tristan Thompson, um, and obviously Kevin Love and Larry Nance. They have four viable bigs on this team now. The way I have it set up is uh, Andre Drummond is starting for 28 minutes. I gave Tristan Thompson 20 minutes of backup run. I gave 32 minutes to Kevin Love at the four. Bumped down the point per minute production of Drummond since he's not going to be a 1.4 guy next to Love, I don't imagine. Put him around 1.33, 1.35. 
And I gave him just 30 minutes, so he doesn't look that appealing today. And then I gave Larry Nance 18 minutes behind um, Kevin Love. I could see Larry Nance picking up some three minutes. You can get him to 20 or 22, but that's where I'm at right now. Now, obviously, Tristan Thompson starts. Maybe I'll give Tristan Thompson 24 minutes and Drummond 24 minutes as well, right? Um, but as of right now, I, I'm going to give Drummond the starting nine. We'll see what happens at that price point um, for Drummond in the 9K range still. I don't think he's just going to go out and play 35 minutes. I don't think they're just going to give 12 or 13 minutes to Thompson. So I don't really have much interest there. I think it does hurt the overall upside. A much better rebounder in Drummond than Tristan Thompson was. A much better uh, putback player. So I think it does hurt the upside of Love, but it's kind of priced in at 7,700. So he looks at best somewhat interesting. Garland's cheap enough to look interesting for me. I can pass at $6,500 Sexton on this slate personally. Um, Nothing else stands out that much. I think it's going to impact the minutes of Kevin Porter and Chetty Osmond. They're probably going to have to split their minutes evenly. I have them both, I believe, at 24 minutes apiece right now with the three for the most part. Brandon Knight picking up some backup two run uh, and some backup point run as well. Matthew Delvadova in there for two or four minutes. So really, I think it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't really know yet if Drummond is starting. That's just the way that I'm personally projecting it early in the morning. Uh, getting over on the other side of this, the Clippers. Yes, Paul George, Lou Williams, and Montrezl Harrell. Montrezl Harrell, if indeed you have no Kawhi Leonard today, which I would be very surprised if he plays. Those are the three guys I want. Um, those three guys are currently in my top five and overall plays on the day based on my projections early in the morning. Again, I do another run on this later in the day, so that can change, but Lou Williams is number one for me right now. Um, I believe that Paul George is like number three and Montrez is either number four or five. They all look great. Um, so just get to a lot of them. Uh, Landry Shamit also looks fine, although he's priced at 4,400. He still looks like decent value. I gave him like 35 minutes. That's usually how much he has to play. Um, when there is no, um, Kawhi, here's the other thing though. I have no, um, Marcus Morris, I do have in right now. He didn't play yesterday on the back-to-back. He was acquired in the trade from the Knicks. I do have him in for around 30 or 32 minutes. Those minutes can really harm Landry Shamit. So just keep an eye on that if you're projecting this. Um, once we get starting lineup news, if he is indeed in, I'll probably bump Landry Shamit down a little bit. and It'll be to a point where I don't get to him much. Um, Marcus Morris right now for me at 30, 32 minutes does not do as much. Um, it's hard to kind of gauge his point per minute production in this offense as maybe a third or fourth or fifth option today, even if Kawhi is out. So those are the three highest or the two highest totals. The last one that I'll just mention, then we'll get into the early interest is Houston versus Utah, 232 and a half uh, t- game total here. You have Houston as four point favorites with a 118.25 team implied total, Utah with a 114.25. On the Houston side, you have Russ and Harden both healthy. You have them both kind of priced up. I prefer Russ at a cheaper price point of saving $2,000 for similar recent point per minute production. I don't think Harden's out of play. He is currently in a player pool for me. But outside of that, not much else stands out. Uh, Tucker, I'm not that interested in. You could tell me that you like Covington, and I'd be fine with it. Um, I'm not against it. If he plays 30 minutes, I think he looks like a decent play. I have him at, if I put him at 28, it's somebody that I probably don't get too much. Um, even if Eric Gordon's out, really not that interested in Daniel House at this point. Um, ben McLemore's Austin Rivers. So it's really just the two big guys up top. Russ and then Harden for me in that order out of my interest on Houston. And then probably some Robert Covington, but it really not that thrilled with it. On the opposite side for Utah, um, it's a nice pace up spot for them. They're going to gain around a possession, a possession and a half here. It's a nice defensive matchup for them. It will be interesting to see how they try and guard Rudy Gobert here if they are forced to put some more Isaiah Harnstein or Tyson Chandler on the court and not just try and use um, the run and gun and, and just put P.J. Tucker down there, but Gobert looks fine. Um, I think that the guys who look the best here from this team and grade out the best for me right now are Mike Conley. Playing 30-plus minutes as of late, he's too cheap. Uh, Boyan Magdanovich continues to play 33, 34 minutes. He looks really good at 6K flat. Uh, Donovan Mitchell at 7,300 looks fine, not playing as well as of late, with Conley playing a little bit better, especially on the offensive side. Uh, but those big four, the big four in this team stand out for me. 
I'm probably not going to get to much Joe Ingles today. If I had to rank it tentatively, tentatively right now for how much I want to get to from Utah or who, it's probably um, based on value, right? We're not taking an ownership yet later in the day. Obviously, we try and wait ownership. So Conley, Bojan, Rudy Gobert, and Mitchell in that order. I have a lot of interest in all of them. Um, but if you told me that Conley is the highest on player in the slate by a good margin, well, then I'd probably start to slide that, that order around a little bit. Let's get into my early interests now. And as we get over to this early interest page, I will just link up like I always do. But if you are new here or if you're interested maybe today, uh, I'll link up my projections for uh, NBA today. They'll be, they're already done. So they'll be out a little bit after this video. I usually polish them a little bit more, wait for some more game totals to come out, get them out somewhere around noon, but I'll link them up above right now. There'll be a little pop up that says, Hey, NBA projections. You can click it. It'll open a new tab for you. And then you can check out what I have to offer on Patreon. I'm an independent content creator. So I create this content all by myself. Everything on Patreon for myself, everything that you see graphics-wise uh, by myself. So this is kind of how I sustain that. Patreon is somewhere around 35% to 40% of my monthly revenue um, streams, one of my streams right now. So obviously, it's a big chunk of that. So it, it's, it allows me to be able to stay here in the mornings early, stay up late at night, work all throughout the day on this, and not have to go to another job as I do this full-time. So thank you so much. Appreciate all the Patreons who are watching this, and maybe some of you potential Patreons. So with that being said, um, so this is just based on... Uh, it's filtered by not my overall interest, just by salary uh, to kind of have it tiered down. So Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, and Russ Westbrook are my guys in that 9K plus range. I like Beal the most as of right now in Memphis. The game environment's the best. I imagine a lot of people will like him as well. Uh, Damian Lillard at 10-2, it's really hard to wait what he's doing as of late with what he's doing in his career slash this season, right? It's in one of these spurts where obviously his last game was fantastic. The two before that were more average type performances. And then the five before that, he was averaging 50 points over his previous seven games, 50 real life points, which is just nuts. Now he gets a tougher matchup against Miami, but no Butler. Hero's not as much of a defensive scare, but Butler mainly makes it a little bit easier of a defensive matchup. And it's Dame Lillard, so it doesn't matter all that much. He grades out fine for me today. I think I have him somewhere around 52 and a half fantasy points, 5.25x type of guy. I'm fine getting to Damian Lillard today. I think there's better options, but I think a lot of people are finding it difficult right now because obviously the recency bias, the public wants to say, how are you going to fake Damian Lillard? He keeps scoring so much. And I think that's a, a fine point to make. It's just, do you think he's going to continue to produce as if he's James Harden? for the rest of the season, um, um, or even better than that. He's producing better than a 1.6 guys of late when he's really a 1.35 fantasy point per minute producer, maybe 1.3 over his career. I haven't projected at 1.4 today. It's really hard for me to go higher than that based off of the past two weeks of his play compared to the past few years and months of his play. So I think Lillard's fine today. Um, I don't think he's a must play. I don't think he's a 60 fantasy point projection type of guy. And if you want to project him like that and you see something else and a huge change, well, then I think that that's fine. Maybe you have an edge there. Bradley Beal, I do prefer over Russell Westbrook. Projects out nicer for me on a point per minute wise, but I think they're both in play. Getting to the 8K range, really good plays here. Uh, Embiid at 8,200 against Chicago if he suits up. Keep an eye on him. Questionable with that neck injury. But Paul George at 8,100. And one of the best matchups you can get against Cleveland. Now, down low, they're going to be very scary with 48 minutes of Drummond, Nance, um, Love, and Thompson. They're going to be very big. Uh, but Paul George, fine. Not really a guy who's going to drive all that much. Relies more on the jump shot, um, three-point shooting. So against Cleveland, that will be very good against Garland, Sexton, um, Porter, and Osman for your defensive matchups. A 1.6 fantasy point per minute producer without Kawhi. I have him at just 31 minutes a day, and he projects out for around 50 fantasy points. Uh, yeah, he looks really good. Rudy Gobert at 8K, I probably just don't get here as much. He looks fine. The matchup against Houston, if they're going to continue to run out playing small, maybe they finally get Chan Chandler and Harnstein on the court a little bit more to match up with Rudy Gobert. Don't know how well that will work, but I just probably don't get there as much because you have a couple guys who are about to be cheaper that I'll call on. You have Paul George in this range at 81 and, and Joel Embiid at 82, who I think are 
quite possibly in, in even better spots if Embiid plays and definitely Paul George. So we'll see how much I actually end up getting there. He's a fine play. If you do get to him, he's probably maybe a lower own type of play as the day goes on. Maybe he will be chalky. Then I can get away from it. Hassan Whiteside at 7,600. Where's Miami today? A little bit of the revenge narrative versus Hassan Whiteside. Have him at, I believe, 33 minutes. Have him as a 1.25 fantasy point per minute producer guy today. He grades out as 5.3x plus value. Really good. Lou Williams is a 1.31 fantasy point per minute producer with no Kawhi. I only have him at 1.23 today for, I believe, just 31 minutes or maybe 30, 32 minutes. And this is even with Pat Beverly out of my projections. So you can get 34 minutes out of Lou Will here. You can get a huge game. I haven't projected for over 40 fantasy points and he's 6,800. You know what to do. He's my number one play right now against Garland and Sexton. Looks good. John Morant, 6,300. Too cheap for 30 minutes of play in this type of environment. Having for somewhere around 34 fantasy points. Harrell's a 1.23 fantasy point per minute producer with no Kawhi. I have him, um, I, I have my notes a little bit messed up here today. So um, I have him, he's at 1.23. I have him currently today at 1.18. So a little bit below that, um, just because of the, the tougher rebounding spot. Even if I put him at 1.1 today, he looks really good at this $6,200 tag. Again, this is all prefaced with the assumption that Kawhi Leonard is resting on the second night of a back-to-back like he has been all season long. Oyan at 6K flat, been playing his normal 33 minutes, 34 minutes um, as of late. Looks really good. He averages 33 on the season. That's pretty much what he's been playing as of late. 25% usage, taking a lot of shots. You like to see it. Goran Dragic's at 5,900. Usually on bigger slates, he'd look really good. And I think he's still grading on as like a top 15 play for me today. Have him in for 32 minutes with no Jimmy Butler or Hero on the court. He's about a 1.13 fantasy point per minute producer. A lot of that is weighted by Jimmy Butler, not Hero. So I only have him at like a 1.05 guy today. And he looks really good. Jaron Jackson, 5,800. One of the more risky plays in the slate because of the foul trouble, because of Giannis or or Joe Val next to him, um, and also Mike Conley on his team to kind of take away production. He has Brandon Clark behind him who can easily get 25 minutes in a game, and then that bumps down Jackson to only 28 or 27. Depending on how the game's going and, and just foul trouble, he averages 28 minutes per game on the year. I have him at 30 today. I might knock it down a little bit just to get a little bit less because he is over a fantasy point per minute producer and it is a really good matchup. So he's going to pop in a lot of projections. Kendrick Nunn, I have. He's been playing big minutes the last two games due to these injuries. I have him at 33 minutes today. He looks fine. He goes out a little bit better when you factor in price than Goran Dragic for me. I think Dragic has the higher ceiling though. Conley at 54 as of right now would stand out as my favorite, um, pretty close to Bowling, but as my favorite Utah player when you factor in price. If I give him 31 minutes of play today, even 30 at 5,400, looks really good for somewhere around 26 fantasy points, 27, 28, depending on what you're going to project his point per minute at today. Dylan Brooks, 4,900. Derek Jones Jr., 4,900. Both fine. You probably get more stable minutes out of Dylan Brooks around 28 to 30, but Derek Jones has a minutes ceiling here. I haven't projected for 30 minutes today. I'm not shocked if you see 36 just based based on the injuries to Butler um, and also Hero. Uh, Derek Jones is a little bit better point per minute wise when those guys are off the court. Becomes around a 0.82 guy. Rui Hachimaria, Mo Wagner. They're not on here, Wagner, but Rui is at 4,800. Minutes have been coming up. I have him at 30 today against Memphis. Good spot. Mo Wagner, you could easily put on here as well with the minutes coming up. It'll be interesting to see how Washington, one, later in the day, mentions anything about minutes limit, and two, their starting lineup. The Anthony Melton at 4K flat, playing minutes as of late. I think I have him at 22 today. He's just a good point per minute guy, uh, 1.1 on the season. He looks like fine value. Landry Shaman, I will call out that he's at 4,400. He looks like good value right now if I give him like 35 minutes. It's a good matchup, right? There's no quiet. But he is 4,400, so he's actually expensive. In the past, when you were playing him, he was like 36, 37, 38. 
Keep an eye on this. If Marcus Morris is out, I think it's fine. If Marcus Morris does play today, he did not play last night in the back-to-back after the trade, Landry Shamit looks a little bit worse and maybe enough for me just not to test it or get there because let's, let's just be honest. He's a terrible fantasy point per minute producer in the 0.6 range. So that is all that I have today. Those are 20 players that look interesting. I currently have 50, like three in my player pool. So obviously a lot to sort through on a six-game slate. That number will get down to around 40, 45. By the end of the day, there's just a good amount of value. As you can see right here, I, I touched on probably somewhere around 10 players that are below $6,000. There's even more than that in the 3K range that, you know, they're, they're grading out for like 17, 18 fantasy points. So they pop up a little bit because they're like 3,600. Be sure to check that out on Patreon if you're interested. Be sure to also check out Fantasy Draft linked up above. Also, when I post these um, little Twitter highlights, and you should follow me over there on Twitter, posting out a lot of XFL-related statistical content uh, as well as or, or content as well as um, content updates. So uh, Fantasy Draft is sponsoring this video. Um, I will also point that out on the Twitter post as well. But it's very free DFS. Be sure to check it out. We had five winners of T-shirts, and I announced these winners um, already via uh, Twitter um, and just um, based on making a tweet on it, somebody, whoever won, I will also call them out right now. Why not just pull it up on my phone quickly? But the winners of the fantasy draft contest, four people got back to me. The one who didn't, I'll reach out personally to you. But uh, Jeffrey, 0648721010, I was a winner. F Bruins, uh, Fat Star, Vanilla Falcon underscore. So those are the four that got back to me. And then our guy, uh, PGA, known, but Scott Stewart. Um, Lifetime member of Fantasy National. Uh, he's the only one who has not come back to me. So uh, just be sure to get back to me, Scott, if you're watching this, or I'll reach out to you personally. But congrats to the five winners of the t-shirt giveaway. I really want to team up and collaborate more with the sponsors, whether it's drafters, whether it's Fantasy Draft, whether it's some people that I'm working with in the background to try and put some deals together. And obviously, it's great for ad reads and saying the, the rake free because that is very beneficial. And I think you should check it out linked up below. But I also want to be giving as many free rolls away as possible t-shirts, jerseys, whatever it might be, right? So actual things that, you know, I, I'm, I'm fresh out of college like a, a year ago. If I, if I was to walk by a stand and they, they were not giving me anything and they were just telling me the benefits, I probably wouldn't stop. But if they had some free t-shirts, I'd probably stop, right? So I think it's, you, you get some and then maybe you give some, right? So thank you. Appreciate you tuning in. Hit the subscribe button before you go. My name's Sal. You already know that. And best of luck on this slate, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.